Sometimes when I come home from work, one of my kids will run up to me, grab my hand and say, come on, dad, I wanna show you something. And they're so excited. Sometimes they make me close my eyes and they guide me to their room, wherever their special surprise is. And then they will say, okay, open them. And there will be some sort of construction that they've built out of bristle blocks, or it'll be a fort that they've made with blankets and pillows, or something that they have cooked in their toy kitchen, or a coloring page they've completed. They're sharing with me something that's special, that they have worked hard on, that they are very proud of. In a sense, they are sharing their good news. But we would expect a different sort of good news if, when we walk into our jobs and the boss says, I have some good news I want to share with you. We aren't expecting to be blindfolded and led into his office only to see his latest coloring page that he completed. We would expect that from our kids, but not from our boss. From our boss, when they say they have good news, we are expecting a raise or a promotion. And we might expect a different sort of good news when the president gets on the television and says, I have some good news. We're disappointed, even offended, if he holds up his latest coloring sheet or his latest house that he built out of Legos. And we're probably not impressed if he calls a press conference announcing big news and everyone tunes in only for him to say, Shirley Jackson from Emmett, Arkansas is going to receive an extra week of vacation. Thank you for tuning in. Good night. That's what we would hear from our boss. But if we heard that from the president, we would think that he doesn't understand the gravity and the weight of his position as commander-in-chief, as the president. We expect to hear from him when he says that he has good news, that a war has ended, that the economy is going to flourish because of this or because of that. We are conditioned to think that given his position, that when he says he has good news, that the good news is going to correspond in degree to his authority and position. Listen to what Matthew writes in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And he, Jesus, went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So when we talk about God's good news, we should be expecting that the quality of the good news is going to correspond in degree to the person giving the good news. And yet, many times, we pass over it. We don't view it in this way. Listen, Jesus, God in the flesh, spent his time on earth announcing God's good news. This wasn't just some random man walking the earth saying nice things. This was the virgin-born, God in flesh, sinless, chosen one of God, breaking into our world. So whatever he says must be of global importance. And what we have in Matthew 4 is the proclaiming of the good news of the kingdom of God. This is God's good news that he produces and gives to us, which corresponds in degree to the one giving the good news. So this is epic. But like many times, we've heard it so much, it loses its weight and impact. And we can do the same with Christmas we can forget the impact and the events that were set in motion with this baby boy being born in Bethlehem, the God-man coming to be with us and deliver to us good news of a perfect covering for our sin. The cradle will lead to the cross and then on to an empty grave. So as you prepare for Christmas, don't miss the significance of the good news being proclaimed 
in the birth of Christ. Good news for all men who will believe. As you pray today, please remember Doug and Diane Lee, our missionaries in the Philippines. Also, remember the Kurya Life Word broadcast heard in Tanzania.